Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Welcome back to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I'm one of your hosts, Emmy Morgan. I um, quickly just want to give one shout-out. I'm going to give another shout-out later, but I want to give one shout-out to um, my my latest TikTok crush, Rusty, um, rdavis00539 on TikTok. He's on the men from back surgery. He's actually a cop, and he's going to be a dispatcher while he recovers. So I just wanted to give him a shout out um, and say happy pride, Joe. Oh my God, really? I've never heard you do that before. (laughs) Really? (laughs) No, I didn't think I... Why is everybody getting injured, by the way? What the hell? Although I think his back surgery was um coming like it, it it should have happened years ago and now he just got it corrected but um speaking yeah. of injured people how was how's the leg the leg is coming along nicely um yeah. i get my stitches out tomorrow and then they'll probably put me in some weird boot and then uh you know who knows who knows where we go from there Hopefully learning how to walk how, again. How was vacation with the leg? All right. So vacation was awesome. Key West. Okay. Gorgeous. Amazing, amazing place. Um, mm-hmm. I will tell you, I got one of those, uh, one of those little knee scooters. Yeah. I saw in the picture. And wait, um, I think, I think there was like no. one picture and then some pictures you didn't have it. I think. I can't remember. Yeah, there was somewhere I took, I kept it off camera and yeah, okay, hopped on over that. to wherever we were taking the pic. I can't. Um, but I at the end of the, I got that thing sucks when you're really? rolling around an island. Yeah, it's just not. It's not designed for uh, for comfort. It is. Yeah. I mean, there's a certain level of discomfort that you come to accept with uh, with crutches. Um, mm-hmm. But this this is kind of like another level because you think it's it like lulls you into a false sense of security, and then you're rolling around this island that is, you know, all bumps and, and you recognize like every single bump in the in the road or the sidewalk, and it, it's just a pain mm-hmm. in the butt. But aside from that, absolutely gorgeous. Loved it. Had a wonderful, wonderful time with my wife, my stepdaughter. Did you? Um... Did you notice some things are like wheelchair accessible or not, and that was a problem? Yeah, I mean, most places are wheelchair accessible. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I can't say every place because there was also a fair amount where, like, you have to go up a step or um, mm-hmm. you, know, you gotta you gotta like navigate the curb to get in, and it's just kind of like I said, it's just kind of a pain in the butt. But honestly, mm-hmm. like, can I really complain? I'm in Key West. You know, it's, mm-hmm. is it really right to complain? Well, do you have a newfound uh, 
appreciation for handicapped people after this experience. Yeah, I, I, I think that happened very early on, though. Like, even mm-hmm. getting into my, you know, going into to work, one of the things yeah. that I, I had had really paid attention to. And I mean, being in HR, I kind of have to have the, uh, somewhat of an awareness of it anyway. But um, that was the thing that really, that really stuck out was just how useful those, those little things that you don't even pay attention to, like the cuts in the curb mm-hmm. where the ramps are, um, yeah. you know, accessibility to elevators, handicapped stalls when you can't, you, you got one leg mm-hmm. and you're around, like, it's just amazing to see how much uh, the world is enhanced um, by by just those those tiny things. And and you know, to me, that you know, to, to creature comforts now. Um, but imagine having to live your whole life um, needing those things. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty eye opening. Right, because this is temporary for you. For others, it's permanent. Exactly, and they got to deal with yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad you have more of an awareness. Not that you didn't before, but, um, yeah, sounds like everything went well. Very well. No complaints from me, except for the scooting around. <laughs> yeah. Have you, not that I expect you to, well, first of all, I want to say thank you for always being an ally, number one. Um, have you done anything to celebrate pride? Um, I have not yet. Hang on one second for me. Yeah. He's ordering food, guys. Um, I'll tell you a story while he's ordering his food. Um, So the very first day of pride, I went to stop and shop. And if you've seen my TikTok, you know what I'm talking about. I went to stop and shop. I got a piece of rainbow cake. Now, they always sell this rainbow cake year-round at Stop and Shop. It's just one slice of rainbow cake, and I ate it for pride, and I felt all cute. I'll probably get another slice. I'm not going to lie to you. So I go downstairs just yesterday because I am, you know, since the pandemic, I moved back with my mother, and my half-brother lives here. He misgenders me. He dead names me on purpose. So it's really upsetting, annoying, and frustrating. Also add to the fact that I do pay rent here while I'm living with my mother, and he doesn't have a steady job. So essentially, I'm paying for both of our rent and utilities as I'm living here. So there's just a lot. And um, I go downstairs yesterday, and I see he has this, like, um, what's it, like a movable cart. And I see a piece of rainbow cake on his cart, and I'm like, what the fuck? Why does his transphobic ass have a piece of rainbow cake? He's, I've never, and I've been here going on a year. I've never seen him eat a piece of that rainbow cake ever. I bought it a few times, obviously, but I've never seen him eat it. So I said to my mother, I said, what is this? He's the most homophobic person, transphobic person I've ever met. Why is he eating this? And she said, oh, he has a gay friend, and his friend bought two slices, buy one, get one free. And I go, so he treats strangers better than he does his own blood relatives. That's number one, awesome. And I said to her, number two, I have never wished that anyone choke on a piece of cake before, but I hope he chokes on that piece of cake. And she's like, well, what do you want me to do? (laughs) 
And so I, you know me, Joe, I had to say it. I said, you know what? Although they make this cake year round in June, they sprinkle in a little bit of gayness. So if he ends up becoming uh-huh. gay after eating that piece of cake, I forewarned you. And she's like, you're ridiculous. Um, That's good stuff. I just could, I still can't believe the audacity of that man. I just, uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah, getting back, what do you, um, did you do anything special for Pride? Not that you have to, I just wondered. You don't have to do anything. Um, so, no, I haven't done anything special for Pride. I, I, I will mm-hmm. tell you that, um, I, you know, obviously, you know, the, the advertisements and, and a lot of companies mm-hmm. go, out of their, go out of their way to show yep. their support. And I, you know, I, I, I have kind of mixed feelings about it. So I actually am glad that you brought this up because I, I really wanted to, um, I wanted to talk to you about, I went into North Face the other day. And I wanted yep. to, I wanted to just get a, you know, a couple of pairs of shorts. I wanted to find a couple of polos, but that's they, neither here nor there. Um, yeah. So I'm walking, I'm scooting through the store, <laughs> and yeah, I get over walk. to, <laughs> yeah, I can't walk. So I'm scooting around the store, and I get over to this section where they have, you know, a couple different versions of a shirt with a design on the back. And, you know, there's a couple tank tops because it's summer, of course. There's a couple T-shirts. There's a sweatshirt. There isn't a ton. Mm-hmm. There's not a massive right. amount of signage around it, right? Right, right. So the design on the back, mm-hmm. it's got the, the North Face logo on the front, the regular North yep. Face logo. And then underneath where it says Never Stop Exploring, that's in uh, rainbow. And then on the back Aww. side, there is, yeah, there's a mountain uh, with uh, these, the the mountain itself is divided and striated into the the colors of the rainbow itself. So, um, oh. so I'm in, I'm looking at this shirt and I'm like, wow, I re- you know, I think this would be a great shirt to buy, mm-hmm. you know, and show support. And and then, but then in my yeah. head, I'm like having this ar- argument against commercializing. Like, are, are they yeah. just jumping on? The, the bandwagon, because it's Pride Month, are they just jumping on the bandwagon? So I, I, before I bought the shirt, I, I decided that I have to do some research into yeah. just how invested are these companies into, uh, mm-hmm. you know, into these causes that they're purporting to represent. And I, I do think, for what it's worth, that North Face you know, uh, seems to be very conscientious, socially conscientious, mm-hmm. enough that I, 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 I'm not necessarily doubting that they have a legitimate support for the LGBTQ uh, community, but that mm-hmm. that doesn't make me that doesn't mean I'm not going to stop and think about it when those opportunities present itself. So that was kind of a, okay. like a weird situation. I, I just I kind of wanted your take on that because sure, as somebody that mm-hmm. as somebody that's that's probably even hasn't even heightened a more heightened awareness of you know if someone is commercializing these things or if it's genuine or not. What what is your take on? certain brands. I mean, it's not Chick-fil-A trying to pull that sun. <laughs> well, their chicken is salty as fuck. I don't like their chicken. <laughs> I tried it once and I was like, never again. Like, my lips swelled because it was so much chi- so much salt in that chicken. Anyway, there's probably the tears yeah. of the gay people that used to work there. Um, <laughs> here's my take on it. 
I say buy that shirt. Number one, if you look at stores, they're always commercializing everything. What do they do after Thanksgiving? They put their Christmas stuff out. What did they do for Valentine's Day? They do hearts and love, and they do it for black history as well. They celebrate uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. They do – listen, I understand that a company should be inclusive all year round. But if you look at some of these companies, they are. They're, mm-hmm. they're recognizing Black History Month. They're recognizing Hispanic Awareness Month. They're recognizing uh, pride. When they do that, yeah. we all collectively need to band together and celebrate them. What we won't do right. is say, oh, you know, you're just doing it for a month. I'll take a month. I'll take a month if I have to. I will take that month if I have to. If for one month you celebrate pride and you don't celebrate out the rest of the year, I'm okay with that. I'm sorry. Because that one month is the start of something. Yes, you're going to, you know, like T-Mobile. T-Mobile changed their background to rainbow on on Twitter. I'm sorry. That makes me feel safe, knowing that they are so vocal about it. Now, when I – and just to let you know, when I changed my name from David to Emily, T-Mobile did not, the workers at, I went to a couple of different T-Mobiles because I had to do certain things. Not mm-hmm. one time did I feel um, discriminated against. Not one time did they use the wrong pronoun. Actually, someone at T-Mobile said, what are your new pronouns? I was like, and this was before pronouns were even a thing. And I was like, holy shit. I, just, I was taken aback by it immediately. So I understand that the, the knee-jerk reaction people have when they see pride stuff from a company, but you have no idea what they're doing behind the scenes. Little things like what that person did for me tells me, yes, they do celebrate pride for June, but they celebrate it year-round. I guarantee you. So go ahead Fair and go at North. That's amazing that North Face did that. I'm sorry. I think that's amazing. I see, when I think of North Face, and I don't know why, I just think of Duck Dynasty. And I think of the biggest hillbillies going in there. And so what? I'm sorry. I don't know. I've never been in North Face. I'm sorry. So, All right. That's fair. So I think to myself, the company that this that caters to the hillbillies in my head are now representing me. And what if those hillbillies are like, eh, I'll buy the shirt, whatever, my cousin's gay, and they're rocking the shirt. That's amazing. The only thing I have a problem with, and I want to tell everybody this, if you see my friend Joe or anybody else rocking a pride, shirt or something to do with pride, don't assume that that person is part of the LGBTQ community. They could just be an ally. Because I know when you and I were growing up, if, you know, some people saw guys in our school talking to me, oh, you must be gay because you're hanging out with David. You know what I mean? And I just don't want that going on anymore. If somebody rocks something that's LGBTQ, 
let them rock it. Don't assume yeah. anything about them. Just let them wear it. So that's just my two cents. I go go buy that shirt. If you feel comfortable in it, go buy it, Joe. Because I I I like your shirt. I thought it hard. looked great, and mm-hmm. it was a great representation. Um, yeah. Is, like to me, it's a very artistic exp- uh, expression of you know mm-hmm. support. And you know, I, I like I appreciate that. I'm I'm a big North Face. Uh, advocate and oh, no okay. they're not duck dynasty good news good news they're not the duck dynasty <laughs> brand uh, they're, they're actually um, walk around yeah it's actually <laughs> like 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 hike hiking and like cold gear like like stuff that you okay. would wear hiking and stuff that you would wear like if you're going to the mountains or something you know you, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's geared for that which is um and, and the origins of it it's a california company because the north face of half dome um, oh. I think it's half dope. Yeah, that's their logo. is um, is from Yosemite. Interesting. I love learning about um, that kind of stuff. So it's kind of it's kind of a like I said, they're kind of a, a little bit more of a socially conscious company in general. Um, they're big mm-hmm. into environmental protection and stuff like that. They're similar to like Patagonia in that respect. That. Um, you know, in terms of hiking gear and, and trying to support environmental causes, um, the two are kind of synonymous with each other. Um, but that's, to me, like, that's that's reassuring to hear that from you, mm-hmm. that it's not, and that's, and that's part, you know, Im- immediately I think about, well, you know, what what would Em think in this situation, you know, mm-hmm. about something that was commercialized like that? And it made me stop, mm-hmm. it made me stop and think about my purchase, which I, you know, I think it's good for a lot of different reasons, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in terms of, like, active, uh, you know, active advocacy and going out and marching and, and parades and things like that, you know, I, mm-hmm. I don't think I've had the opportunity to do that. I marched in a Puerto Rican Day parade, and, you know, and I'm not Puerto Rican, but, um, but I, there is something to be said about supporting those people that you care about and yep. supporting those communities around you that, um, that you feel passionate about, you know, making sure that we all have a voice, we all have an opportunity, we all are treated fairly and equally. So um, if you said, Joe, I need you to come with me and march wherever, uh, you know, in, the, mm-hmm. in, the, in, in, in this parade or, or you need me to stand out and pick it, but, like, I would do it in a heartbeat. I know you would. I know you would because you're that type of person, always have been. But I wouldn't let you wheel around about that. I'm not going to do that to you. Um, <laughs> well, hopefully I won't have to be wheeling around much longer. <laughs> do you feel like you're still healthy? You're still strong? Oh, yeah. I hope. Okay, good. Good. Then you're not, like, going to gain, like, a 1,000 pounds and feel like you no regret. Right. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong no, I mean, with gaining weight, but... It's just you want there's, to keep healthy. Yeah, exactly. And and there's something to be said. You know, obviously when you get hurt and you 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 it, like I, I I was very active up until the point I got hurt. Um, one of the mm-hmm. things that I that I really like had to come to grips with was, okay, I'm not going to be able to go to the gym every day. <laughs> I'm not going. Yeah. So there are going to be some some changes, you know, physically that I'm going to have to you know mentally wrap my head around being, you know, accepting. And, you know, 
what what I can control, I'm going to try to control. So, I, you know, I've, I've obviously modified my diet and things like that, and I continue to try to do anything that I can, upper body, so I can maintain, you know, whatever strength I've gained, strength gains I've had over the, the course of time. But, um, you know, you just you just try to stay healthy, eat healthy, try to, you know, try to do the right thing, and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. I, um, before we move on to our first discussion topic, I wanted to mention, you made me think of uh, this guy, Brent. If you go on Instagram, or TikTok, sorry, his name is Brent Weight Loss Journey. He's a big guy. He's a bigger guy. Um, He's a DoorDash driver, and he lives in Washington, and he's married. Mm-hmm. Someone asked him in his comments, "How did you get that big?" Because he's like, "I'm gonna say at least five or six hundred pounds." And okay. every day he's working out. Every day he's doing something to work out. He's doing yep. the um, what are those bands? Those resistant bands. He's doing resistant bands that are connected to the door. He's uh, yep. trying to touch his hand to his knee. Like he's constantly doing something. So he said to the person. Listen, um, I was normal. I was a normal weight until we lost our our child. And then I was devastated, and I started, you know, eating and stuff like that. And then as I was getting back to my normal self, my dad died. And then I went into a deeper depression. My point of mentioning that is you never know what someone's going through. So don't assume that people are just fat and lazy. This guy went through hell, and food was his comfort. And I just mention it just because I just want everybody more aware of when you see somebody and you have no idea what problems they're going through. I don't know. I just felt like mentioning it. He's an amazing guy to watch. And, like, the things that he does, he can stretch those resistant bands almost down to the ground. And I'm telling you, he's like at least five or 600 pounds. I'm like, holy shit, I can't even do that. First of all, those <laughs> bands would fly off, hit me in the back of the head, and I'd be knocked out. First of all, let's just keep it real. But, yeah, good for him. You know it's true. That's I'll why you're laughing. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I know I'll, I'll actually picture it, yeah. He's such a jerk. Um, so let's get into the first topic. Let's talk about trans athletes. Why it's still a topic, I have no idea. Um, uh, why don't you go over the new developments that we have? Oh, my God. I'm just so annoyed with it. I really am. Uh, well, this so this stems, mm. from, for me, it stems from, which I, it, this has always been part of the ongoing conversation, right? Like, there's yeah. always this conversation about athletes in high school worrying that their entire, you know, athletic career is going to be derailed by the trans athlete who is going to make them look silly because of their right. their prowess. As and it's and typically, the argument is is often a a a trans woman or trans girl uh, going mm-hmm. into uh, going into girls sports. And the reason why the argument is uh, that because this is this is a boy who's who, mm-hmm. uh, who's trying to play a girl's sport, um, you know, it's it's inherently more they're they're physically in a better position 
to be able to play that sport better. So the argument on itself is extremely fallacious, number one. Number two, yeah. um, it, it, it creates this, um, this false argument. And, and mm-hmm. so anyway, the, the frustration behind the false argument is that, you know, if you're a competitor, you don't care who your competition is. You go out mm-hmm. and you try to win. And, you know, if you're talking about inclusiveness in, in general, this, this selfish attitude that, oh, I'm not going to win the championship because, or I'm not going to be the top person because of this trans athlete is so absurd because it, it doesn't take into consideration the fact that, number one, you have this other person who participate as a, as a normal teenager in a, in a sport that they, that they enjoy. Mm-hmm. And you're telling them that they shouldn't be included because you don't feel that their gender is is appropriate. You don't feel that. Right. Right. You don't care about how they feel. You don't care about the the challenges that that person has in in just in just like professing who they are. Mm-hmm. It's and so to me the the whole argument is very disingenuous to begin with, but. This really came to a head this past this past week. Um, a friend of mine, um, and I'm not going to name names, but a friend of okay. mine has uh, two young daughters, and posted this article with the caption, "I would never want my daughters to have to go through this." And oh the article gosh. was this this young woman in Connecticut who is a track star at her local high school and has, along with another, another track star in Connecticut, has gone and filed this suit that is trying to remove trans athletes from the sport that they should be in. And I say the sport that they should be in because if you're a trans female, you play female sports. If you're a trans mm-hmm. male, you play male sports. There's no discussion. Mm-hmm. There's no debate. Right. The, the right. federal laws are like, I don't even know why this is even a question, but okay. So the infuriating part about this, this whole situation is that this athlete is making a big stink about it. She got a, a, a scholarship to a division one school for track. So it didn't affect her ability to get no. into a great school with mm-hmm. a great track team and receive a scholarship. Number two, mm-hmm. she also beat the trans athlete twice in the championships, and I believe she actually won the, champ- the New England championship. But she's there's no doubt that she's a she's a trans so athlete. A but point. her mm-hmm. exactly. So again, her fallacious argument is that. What about the other people that could have done better? What that could have had? And oh I'm like, God. if this is if this is your life, spending time advocating for people that aren't advocating for themselves in a situation that is already on its face offensive to the person that's just trying to participate in a sport they enjoy. Mm-hmm. I mean, where, where where are we going with this? Where is someone mm-hmm. going? Where, where's our, where's our culture going when, 
when that's the, the, the conversation that's happening. And so I was really surprised. I shouldn't say I'm really surprised because this person is also a Trump supporter. So um, I'm not ah. super surprised that that most of the arguments and posts that come out are, are all along a similar lineage. But it just it really shocked me to the core. So, I, you know, that that was that's what made me look into this even further and, and discover, you know, that this girl had a great season at uh, at her college and um, the other girl who was involved wasn't like some superstar um, and didn't end up getting offered a scholarship. Um, but I don't even know that she went to college and isn't on the college. I don't think she's on the college track team where she went. So I don't, again, I don't think it mattered. Right. And it doesn't, if she, the thing is people keep saying trans women take away from the experience of, quote, real women, but show me on the bear where. Show me where we take away from your experience because I'm not understanding it. I'm not getting it. I don't get it. <laughs> anyway. Um, I, I don't either. <sighs> I ran track. I have a couple of questions. I love track. Yes, you did run track. You you ran track and you played soccer. That's how you got your bubble butt. We know, Joe. We know. Uh, such a bra- he brags. <laughs> he brags about his dump truck every single day, guys. So annoying. And that's what the kids call it nowadays, dump truck. What, we, when we were younger, we called it, wait, what, what did we call it? Uh, a pooper? Oh, yeah, we, we called it a pooper. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then it went from pooper or dumper. Then it went to um, bubble butt because of screen when that girl said, you know, Sydney has her own bubble butt boyfriend, Billy. So it went to bubble butt. Then it went to peach. Now it's that dump truck. So we're progressing yeah. as a society. Um, on this topic of trans athletes, I have, I actually wrote down four very quick points. The first one is, um, do we all remember how we cheered on a girl, a non-transgender, because some people are getting offended by the word cisgender, so I'm going to say non-transgender girl played boys football. And everybody cheered her on, and everybody thought it was great. So I'm confused. (laughs) I'm very confused why trans, those same people are opposing trans girls in girl sport. I'm confused. That's my first point. Um, Second point, when you say something like the very ignorant statement of trans girls being boys are physically... uh, superior to women, what you're saying is men and women are not equal, number one, in your ignorant statement. So if that is the case, I don't ever want to hear you talk about the inequality and pay of men and women because you just said men and women are equal. So if men get paid more, don't cry about it. I don't want to see a post. I don't want to see anything about it because you just said men and women are not equal. You're calling trans 
trans girls, boys. Now, if that, quote, boy gets better advantages than you, don't cry. Don't cry. I don't want to hear it. Um, the third point that a lot of people don't seem to understand, and it's very important, being a trans person, especially a trans teenager, you're going to be on hormone blockers. For trans girls, they are on testosterone blockers, so they don't produce testosterone, and they get estrogen pills. For trans boys, you're given estrogen blockers, estrogen and, you're, blockers. and you're put on testosterone. Yep. So would you rather... Would you rather, as a non-trans person, compete against a trans boy on, on testosterone or a trans girl on estrogen? You tell me. Because you're going to lose to that trans boy. I'm sorry. If you think men and women are not equal and you want that trans boy to, uh, to uh, compete in your sport because he was assigned female at birth, you're going to lose because it's not fair for someone who has testosterone competing against other people on estrogen. You want all estrogen people to compete together? Fine. Let trans girls in. But let me tell you something. Rude awakening. Rude awakening. And that's, that was my fourth point because you don't realize that trans boys are honest testosterone period like don't cry about trans girls because the alternative ain't going to be well for you you, you you're, you're not going to be happy so just say you're transphobic and you don't want anybody trans in your sport and move on but guess what it's not there your you sport to decide that yeah. so just sit your ass down get your scholarship and move on Thank you. I, um, I think go ahead. Know, I, one of the things that one of the things that's incredibly frustrating is that I think there's there's this challenge in trying to acknowledge that yes, physiologically, there's uh, there, there's a difference between mm-hmm. when you're you know assigned at, what you're assigned at birth. There is a difference. Yeah, I can I can yep. appreciate the fact that that is certainly a, a, a part of a conversation but it's not the mm-hmm. defining characteristic. Mm-hmm. And like you said, one of the most important points is that these teens that are going through hormone therapy, they're mm-hmm. in a, an extremely fragile period in their life socially and for, you know, for their growth uh, as, as, as people. And to think that, the most important thing that they're looking at in, in participating in a sport is because they want to be the champion or they want to be the best in that sport. Which um, isn't true. And that's mm-hmm. why they're doing this. And, mm-hmm. that, and, and that's the impetus behind why they're doing it. So, you know, there's that, – that, that to me is, is at the heart of what the problem is, is that this whole argument mm-hmm. is based on so many things that are just internalized hate Mm-hmm. That you just can't see, you can't see the forest through the trees, so you can't have a real discussion about these things because people will just continue to bury their head in the sands 
and pretend like this isn't a big deal. And when you say hormone therapy, I have to correct you. Hormone replacement therapy. That replacement is the difference between a boy and a girl. Yeah. Because when, when, you, when these people say, oh, I don't want my daughter competing against a trans girl, what they're saying is, I don't care what physiological changes they're going through. I just know that they call themselves trans. They're just boys in wigs is what they're calling them. Because if you are a free-thinking person, you're going to Google what a trans girl is. A trans girl is going through hormone replacement therapy. A trans girl just wants to be part of the team, wants to be one of the girls. That's it. Yeah. If she tries to look, if she comes off masculine, she's going to do something that's going to make her look feminine because that's how trans girls are. So to say that you don't want your child competing with a trans person, no, 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 let me back up. To say that you're, you don't want your daughter to compete with a trans girl is very offensive and it's so ignorant. You are not doing your research at all. You're not. <laughs> well, you know, this is the other thing too. So would the, 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 also the presupposition is that if they're not going to play girls' sports, then they mm-hmm. would be forced to play boys' sports. Yep, yep. And they're not concerned about the fairness or the equality nope. or inequality nope. that's, that's automatically forced onto someone in those situations. They're not concerned about the hate. They're not concerned about the teasing. Where are they going to change for a locker room? Like, they don't care about all that stuff. All they care about is they yep. want their child to have a fair shot at winning. Well, their child will have a fair shot at winning no matter who they're playing against. That child should be on their game no matter what. Mm-hmm. Saying that it's an uneven is so American, and we need to change that. We need to. Because yeah. these kids just want to be kids. These girls just want to be girls. Can you imagine if I was, like, if I had transitioned in Aglom and wanted to play a girl sport, I will be 100% honest with you, and I'm not joking, and you can joke and back me up. I guarantee you no girl would have said a damn thing about me competing in a sport. Actually, what I probably would have done is become a cheerleader. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd have been cheering for you, Joe. Joe is now picturing skinny-ass David in a cheer outfit. <laughs> And laughing his ass off. I can't stand you. Exactly, I cannot stand that's exactly you. That's exactly what I'm thinking. I hate you right now. <laughs> Whatever, Joe. Ugh. You see, Come guys, I'm going to have to listen. I would have <laughs> been a cute-ass like cheerleader. In your head, too. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. I totally was. I'd probably have to pop my bra, for God's sake. Shut up. Anyway, um, along with this comes comes the bathroom bill, and I, I understand that this oh. just happened like a couple years ago, but I wanted to bring it up because I didn't know about this, and I, it could still be happening, and I don't know. A 15-year-old 
trans boy in West Virginia was using the stall, okay, using the stall to go to the bathroom. A male educator walked in, more than likely followed the person, the trans boy in, opened the stall and said, prove to me that you are a, a physical boy. That was the most disgusting thing I have ever heard of. Um, I'm not sure if it's still happening. It could be without us knowing. The teacher got suspended for like four days or something like that. That kid is probably traumatized for the rest of their life. Yep. Now, imagine if that, okay, can you imagine for a second if Anthony transitioned and an educator walked into the girl's bathroom and did that to her? The, the new heart. How would you react as a parent? Well, um, I could tell you that a four-day suspension would probably have been suitable because they wouldn't be getting out of the hospital for months. Oh, my God, Joseph. No violence, Joe. No violence. <laughs> no, you, you, first of all, that is... <sighs> about as an egregious an offense that you can mm-hmm. put on a, a child, whether it's a, a child, teenager or not. Minor. Mm-hmm. You are a despicable Disgusting. human being. And mm-hmm. if you walk into a bathroom, I don't care what I, I don't care what your justification is, you don't walk into a stall of another of a child Ugh. and and for any reason, unless there's a medical emergency that someone has mm-hmm. called 911, has to call 911 for, you are not mm-hmm. supposed to invade someone's privacy like that. And I don't give a shit what the justification is. But if they, someone did that to my son or, my, you know, if my Your son da- was transitioning right. to my daughter, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. telling you right now, I don't care <laughs> what the reasoning is. That person would be <laughs> fucked up. Joseph, no, we don't want you to jail over this. All right, so that's that's Uh, the the nice version. That's the nice version of what I would do. That's the nice version? What Mm -hmm. What would be the mean version? (laughs) I can't tell you about that, but... um, Joe! I can't with you. But just, you know... Wow. Think of, like, CIA interrogation techniques or whatever. And I think more people... Even the transphobic parents need to do that. They need that exercise. They need to say, what if that was my child? Holy shit. I would be, this person, I'm sorry, that educator should be fired and should be registered as a sex offender because that's exactly what they did. That's the same thing as asking a, if you're asking to see a child's genitals to prove that they are, they belong in that, that bathroom, I'm sorry, that's just the same as talking to a child and online and saying, show that's me your news. sexual assault. I'm sorry. That's that sexual, sexual assault, assault, period. 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 I don't think he should be working with children. I don't think he should, I think, hell, I don't even think he should be working at McDonald's. I think his life should be canceled. He should be at home in therapy or in jail, one of the two. Hopefully yeah. in jail. Let, let them take care of him. How he got away with that is disgusting to me. 
But, but there it are means... people that, that have. Mm-hmm. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say there are people. There are plenty of people, and if you think about, you know, just where these things happen and where the tendency mm-hmm. for these things to happen, they are supported by communities of the That's same bigoted a holes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a four-day yep. suspension was probably like people were in the streets with with pitchforks and torches saying four days is too much. Yep. Because culturally, there are certain areas in certain, and I can't say that it's 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 more prevalent in one place than another, but I think I think it's safe to say that there are some communities that are far mm-hmm. more rigid in how they view these things and how they you know how they feel that that, that there was wrongdoing where the wrongdoing should be placed. Um, mm-hmm. That it, it you hear a story like this and it shocks the conscience, but in that community. I, I guarantee if you search for articles, there are plenty of people who went in front of the school board and said, no, four days is too much. This teacher did nothing wrong. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they're still passing these bills in places. They're, they just passed one, I think, yep. in what was it, Tennessee they passed one. They're yep. still passing these bills. So clearly there is a huge amount of support that, sh- that these people should be ashamed of themselves, but they still they have the courage of their convictions and they have the the – the, the public support and it just emboldens them to do these crazy things that you would never find acceptable. Mm-hmm. Never. And that's what I was about to say, the same exact thing. It's just, it's scary um, that the adults in these issues are worse than the kids. Like who, who's, yeah. the, who's, who's harassing who now? That little boy went into that stall to do a humanly daily function and was interrupted simply because of their gender identity. That is just weird and disgusting to me. But also what people don't understand, what's that? By some sick old dude. Yeah. And what people don't understand is the changes in trans boys are vastly leaps and bounds over trans girls. That's why you see trans girls and trans women getting a ton of facial reconstruction, body changes, because our changes aren't as great. It's like I've said before, it's harder to go from masculine to feminine than there is to go to feminine to masculine. I have always been told that I have a soft face, which I'm not sure what that meant. Um, I didn't know if that was a compliment or not, but I'm going to take it as a compliment. So when I started to transition, my face got a little bit softer, quote, end of quote. Um, The physical changes that happen with a trans woman are your features start to get a little bit softer, like, you know, the person said, um, fat distribution is different. Your metabolism slows way down. I mean, yep. I'm probably the heaviest I've ever been in my life because um, I was always skinny, and Joe can attest to that. Like, almost like I looked like I had an eating disorder skinny, but I wasn't. <laughs> I was eating nonstop. 
I really, and it, yeah. people had asked me at the time, do you have an eating disorder? I'm like, no. It's just when I was a kid, I used to always play like a mile just to go to school. I, yeah. Yeah. I was just always skinny. And, um, of course, you grow boobs. Um, the hair on your body gets a little bit thinner but doesn't go away. And so you have to do laser hair removal. You have to do microdermabrasion to get rid of the imperfections in your skin. Um, but with trans boys, the body distribution gets – they can get a beer gut now. And that little pouch that women tend to grow, it goes up into the beer gut. Um, they, start, they can get love handles. Their hips get smaller. Um, just a little bit, not significantly. The biggest thing, they grow facial hair. Well, they grow body hair everywhere, but facial hair and their voices deepen. Mm-hmm. Their voices completely change. And I know that you guys know this because my friend Elliot, who is a trans man, has come on here and you've heard the difference with his voice. Um, his voice is almost as deep as Joe's now, which is crazy to me. Um, yeah. So it's easier for trans boys and men to pass, as they say, than it is for trans women. So I'm, I'm like shocked that that educator even knew that that was a trans boy, first of all. Because um, to me, when I saw his picture, he looked like a, he looked like a effeminate gay boy. He didn't look like he was trans at all. So I'm just, I don't know, whatever. But that's the, but that's anyway. the problem is, is like these things are so socially stigmatized that yep. anyone who, like any association or knowledge of this, this, this person Mm-hmm. pre-transition during, you know, any of that information gets, gets passed around. Like, yeah. you know, like it's like, it's relevant to who this person actually is. And, oh. and that's the problem. Teachers become aware of it. They take their preconceived notions and their prejudices, and then they act because they're supposedly the adult in the room. But like you said, they're acting, they're acting more childish than teenager because yeah. They should mm-hmm. know better. They have they a should. fully formed brain. They should mm-hmm. know better. Mm-hmm. But they, for some reason, don't want to. Whatever. Um, yeah. Moving on to a funny topic. And I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm going to talk about it. So <laughs> you know exactly what I'm going to say. The director of the last Thor movie, Thor Ragnarok, is directing a new Thor movie. And Rita Ora somehow is in it, and so is Tessa Thompson, who played, um, oh, Valkyrie. Valkyrie, but is the new king of Asgard as well. Um, The director, and I don't want to mispronounce his name, I think it's Taka Watiti. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Ty- Taika Waititi. Okay. He, first of all, he is gorgeous. I'm sorry. He is hot. And he was, if you guys don't know who he is, he was in, um, oh, what was, he was in the Speed movies, I think. I think he was in Speed 2. 
And he also voiced um, Korg from Ragnarok and also from the last Avengers movie. He's a great actor and a ridiculous director, but he, he recently got a divorce and he's dating both women now, allegedly. Um, allegedly. They're in a throuple, yes. So I wanted to know, well, I'm going to first give you my answer. I am, I couldn't do it. I couldn't be in a throuple. I've waited this long to finally have my guy. And then for him to either say, you can have another boyfriend or I can have another girlfriend, hell to the no. I couldn't, listen, I could barely probably keep up with that one relationship. How the hell am I going to keep up with two? And then what, like, is there a rule that they can hook up with each other? Oh, no, 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 no. I, and I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. And there's no way I'd be able to share my man with another woman. Fuck <laughs> that. And there's also, I'm not a lesbian, so I couldn't hook up with a girl. So, I, I, yeah, I can't do it. What about you? Could you ever do a throuple? You know, there's, there's, um, there's this prevailing theory that like no guy in his right mind would not want to have like a threesome or no, you know, like mm-hmm. would not want to have the two women. First of all, mm-hmm. why in the world would you want to be involved in some messy situation like that? Sounds so messy. It's mm-hmm. I, and I, I'm being a hundred percent honest. I'm, I have struggles on the regular keeping one woman happy. <laughs> oh my gosh. I yeah. dance from one foot to the other, which is much harder with the scooter. I dance from yep. one foot to the other trying to figure out what will make her happy, dealing with mm-hmm. you know, trying to try to figure out what the hell someone's saying to me when I you know, like I'm thinking I'm speaking plain English and what I'm mm-hmm. hearing just sounds like I don't even know. Um but no, I, I there's no way in hell I would willingly invite that kind mm-hmm. of insanity into my life. <laughs> Too much. I can't. Now I'm not some wealthy you director, you know, who's right. Sure. Yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. some wealthy director who has so much time on my hands that I, you know, I, maybe I, maybe I, I just am bored or whatever. But honestly, I don't, I still, that that's, it's not something that's going to end well. It's not something mm-hmm. that's sustainable. I just, it's, no, no, please, no. You want to have a little Can fun? You imagine you your business. <laughs> having to deal with, and, and I'm going to keep it 100%, having to deal with two people with menstrual cycles, number one, having to deal with two people who have different love languages probably, one is physical touch, Ooh. the other one's words of affirmation, or different, or oh. maybe they both have the same love language, physical touch, and you're not touching this one enough, and I, uh, and with two guys, I mean, I mean yeah, based on the I pictures, would, yeah, go ahead. Based on the pictures, he was, he was touching both of them enough. He was. I'm <laughs> sure they're like, they're, they have the same love language. But even thinking like, like with me, let's say I was able to date Danny Amendola and Julian Edelman at the same time. So, 
Oh, boy. I know. I don't know. But it appears to me Danny seems more reserved than Julian. So I'd have to deal with that, number one. Uh, the two completely different personalities. But then number two, like, what if one of them is more sexually aggressive than the other? He's going to get, one is going to get mad at the other and mad at me because, you know, I just, I can't, it sounds fun, but no, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't, and I'm definitely, I, listen, I think women are beautiful. I think they're sexy. But I can't look at another woman and think, wow, she's hot. I want to sleep with her. I barely do that with guys. Like, when I see a guy, I'm like, oh, I bet you. And a guy that I have a crush on, I'm like, I bet he's a good boyfriend. Or, mm, I think that one might, might raise a hand to me. You know what I mean? So for me to think of a woman in a sexual way, it would just, I, I, I don't think I could do it. Times two. And then, like, yeah. Times two. Yeah, true. Okay. Yeah. Or, 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 or one of each. Or, it, like, I, no. I, I don't know. It's crazy. There is a such thing as having too much of a good thing. But I said it. Okay. And what if they're just, like, I don't know. And then with, like, Danny and Julian, because I brought them up, they're best friends right now. What if they get mad at each other over this and lose their friendship and I'm the Yoko Ono. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Oh, uh, so, don't be Yoko. I can't. I can't be Yoko. But those will be the only two I'd ever want to date at the same time. Just to let you know. All right. Well, I, I wouldn't go for Matt or Ben <laughs> because Ben seems a little bit messy. So, whatever. Um, back last year, around this time, actually, June 20th, or June 2020, um, which... Can we just for a moment reflect on how much more calm it is this June than it was last June? I mean, holy shit. Like, the differences in a year. Holy shit. But um, anyway, um, a woman had bone. She she went in for um, head surgery because she had some bone growth that need to be removed. Her name was India Marshall. And, you know, she, black woman, she washed her hair and pinned it back because she knew that they'd have to, you know, shave part of her head, went in surgery with her hair braided. And she's like, wait, hold on, what the hell? Dr. Jewel Graywood is, a girl dad of color who knows what it is, what it means for black women and their hair and our hair. So he decided to braid her hair right before they shaved the rest of it. And she was just so surprised and so overwhelmed. Um, She cried and she thanked him. Here's my question in all this. And I'm going to ask you to go first. How would you feel if someone did something that you didn't ask them to do? Ultimately, it helped you, but they didn't ask you to do it. How would you feel about that? 
you roll the dice, right? Yeah. You roll the dice yeah. when you do something mm-hmm. like that for somebody else. I think mm-hmm. any act of kindness, especially something that is not irreversible, it's mm-hmm. not outwardly harmful. I think mm-hmm. if it happened to me, I might be a little taken aback, but right. I think I would be appreciative. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's an act of kindness, and especially in a very vulnerable situation mm-hmm. where you hear about so many other things that people will do <laughs> when uh, someone's yeah. going in for surgery and just, yeah, some effed up stuff. Like if someone were to perform an act of kindness, um, I don't, I don't see how I could get upset about it. I don't. Mm. I might be and, a little shocked. I might be like, whoa, what, right. what, 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 what just happened? But I think ultimately I would be, I would be grateful that someone was thoughtful enough to try to do something kind and do a kind gesture that, um, that they thought would be meaningful. And the reasoning I gave for him being a girl dad and all that stuff, that's what he gave. Cause her reaction was exactly what you said, Joe. She was just like, wait, what happened? Oh my God, he did that. No doctor has ever done that for me before. So she was mm-hmm. taken aback, but then she was grateful. Um, and then he explained why he did it. For me, I'm the type of person I need to understand things. And I know that that sometimes it's like you shouldn't look a gift horse in the mouth, but I need to understand why someone does something. Because there's always a reason why I do something. For example, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but, you know, toot toot. I was, <laughs> I had ordered Burger King. And, and I got up to the, the window. And I said, how much is the um, person's order behind me? And they told me the amount. And I said, why don't you keep that change for their order? And they're like, okay. So I'm driving off, and I get to the stoplight, and I can see in my rear view that person go up to the window, look at, at, you know, try to give their money, and then beep at me and wave to me. And I'm just like, that's why I do things like that. My reason is because I want someone to do that for me one day if I need it, randomly. Mm Mm-hmm. I want, I want them to do something nice for somebody else. And then I also thought in that moment, what if the last money that that person has for that meal? Now they can save that money for gas or whatever. Of course, I don't know why, what that money is for and whatever. I don't know their situation. But that's why I did it. And I'm going to keep doing it. And I don't post it on in the internet about it because I don't want to feel like I'm being braggadocious. But when someone does a random act of kindness for me, yeah, my first thought is why. Um, yeah. But my second thought is thank you. So, yeah, I don't yeah. think I would be upset either. <clears throat> yeah, I think, I really I think that, that should be the response. The, res- the response mm-hmm. should be thank you. Um if, if it's well intentioned, I don't, you know, I don't mm-hmm. see how you could be upset about it. Uh, the one thing right. I will say is that, you know, messing with someone's hair, 
You never yeah. know how that's going to end. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. The best of intentions. You know, the best of intentions. Yeah. You mess with someone's hair, especially a black woman's hair. But I'm sure yeah. he had the conversation with her before. Like, you have to do this to your I hair. Know. You know what I mean? Like, I'm to. sure if he, <laughs> if he did that in surgery, he must have had a conversation with her about her hair. He must have. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if it was something like, uh, you know, pre-surgery, they were like, oh, she's, you know, she said something like, I can't wait, you know, and, you know, I'm, I, I, once I get, you know, once I get out of surgery, I'm going to go and get my hair braided. Like, if there was something like that, then kudos mm-hmm. on him for now, not only, you know, taking the time during, you know, to perform effective surgery, but also mm-hmm. doing, you know, doing her a solid and, and uh, saving her the time when she's, uh, yep. you know, when she's got you know, maybe a potential scar or, or, or a, you know, sutured wound on her head that she's got to go right. and to sit through that um, or wait mm-hmm. or wait to have that happen until her head feels okay. So kudos on, on him for, for, for doing that. But, um, but if that conversation, if there was nothing and he just was like, you know, it'd be cool. I think she'd like it. He just did it. That's some balls. And he also braided it such a way that he put in staples instead of stitches so that she doesn't have to yeah. cut her hair out in order to remove the the um, wounds or whatever. Um, also, I did want to say a quick um, congratulations to... Cool. Um, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, they just had a baby girl named Lilibet Diana Montalban Windsor, and her nickname is Lily. Aww. Yeah. Lilibet. I'm not sure where they got that from, but whatever. It's pretty. It's not weird. Yeah. It's different, though. Huh? Um, so congrats. Oh, now they have a boy and a girl. Congrats. Yes. Um, which is everybody's dream, you know. Oh, when I have kids, I want a boy and a girl. Although some guys say I want two boys, which I just think that That's they're right. sociopaths when they say that. Um, oh, okay. Well, forget I said that. You wanted two boys? Oh, I was like, yeah, I want two boys. I want two boys. I want two boys. Oh, my God. Sociopath. Anyway, you're probably one of the people that takes your socks off you take one sock off with one foot and the other sock off with the other foot. Absolutely not. Okay. So maybe you're not a sociopath. Um, <laughs> no, I take them off with the same foot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding oh I'm my kidding. God. <laughs> <laughs> you probably would too. You know, no, I um, hate that. I don't, I, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm like freaked out about feet too. You know, like feet, I went, uh, you want a, a real funny quick story? Let me, let me go off on a quick tangent. So, yeah, go ahead. I have this stupid splint on my foot, right? And yeah. so I can't, it's really, really hard to cut my, my toenails on my left foot. So I, mm-hmm. I, I agreed with my wife to go get a pedicure yesterday. And Which you my, should. My feet, I, I get it. I know I should. I, I, I went... <laughs> I went like a year and a half ago with her. I haven't been back mm-hmm. since because it was like such a mortifying experience. They brought out like power oh tools and shit. And um, no, yeah, they it was did bad. Not. They're like, yeah, they were bringing people over to look at my feet. And I'm <gasps> like, listen, I've played soccer my whole life. Like, stop looking at me like that. It was, it was rough. So anyway, I go back in there. And I feel like they probably had my picture in the back because they're like, oh, this dude again. And uh, so, so I'm going... 
I'm, I'm in there and they sit down and now I got one foot wrapped and so I can't even do like the whole, you know, the whole charade uh, with, with, you know, with both feet. The massage. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, you can't, you can't do that. Um, so they, they, they do, but it, it took just as long to manage my, mm. my fugly feet um, that it took to do her, both her legs and do the, mm. the, do the whole kit and caboodle. So um, it, it's, uh, it's, I, I just am not a foot person for the same reason that I don't want people like having to deal with my feet. I just think mm. my feet are, uh, and maybe it's because I just haven't taken care of my feet from, you know, years of abuse in sports, but um are they really that person. bad? I mean, they're not that bad, but it's just, you know, disrepair. Uh, I'll, I'll say it like yeah. that. It's like that, you know, you drive by that house and you're like, wow, can't they just mow their lawn? That's me. I cannot deal with you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with you. Oh, my God. The shit that comes out of your That's mouth sometimes. <laughs> That's my life. Oh, <laughs> man. I actually, and I'll be 100% honest, I love getting my nails done. I love getting my nails done. The guy, the only thing is the guy that does my nails, he has long nails himself. So when he does my nails, he kind of pinches his nail into my nails, and it's just, bleh. I just, I, I don't like that part. The only thing I cannot handle I will say this 100%. I cannot do massages. I hate massages. I so... That, that's how I feel about massages, how you feel about feet. Like having feet someone I love just touch my back and... I hate it. I had it done once. I'll never have it done again. Never. Uh, see, I, I love it. it. I love that. Oh. Um, and then you know what happens? I, Invariably, what? every time a massage therapist a massage therapist thinks like if you say like oh I you know my back is is like really tense my neck my shoulders whatever they they still want to they still want to touch your feet don't touch my mf and feet dude <laughs> I told you the back I don't need my feet rubbed <laughs> I'm dying right now oh my god that's hilarious stay north stay north stay north. I can't. Um, <laughs> that is hilarious. Sorry. Why don't we save that one topic for next time? But what movie and TV um, reviews do you have? Because I know you have a lot, being that you're laid up. Oh. All right. So I, I would. Uh, I, I tried not to spend all of my time watching TV, movies, etc. But Mm-hmm. I will say that I watched a couple of things, um, a, a okay. couple of uh, a couple of movies. I went yesterday mm-hmm. to go see the new Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah, I just like I said, I'm entertained by almost anything. It, I thought it was good. Um, it's just like all the other Conjuring movies. You know, it's like these weird scenarios and these, uh, you know, these these um, you know this macabre version of of you know of what what is actually like a true story um and yeah. it's told in a way that's compelling for a movie so i liked it it was enjoyable it was a fun little ride um was i liked it, it a scary? lot more than jamie my sister yeah. jamie said it wasn't yeah, it was scary 
and I don't really get scared by movies, you know, even Uh, the suspense stuff or the jump out. um, But I didn't find it to be like that, you know, that, that ridiculous, you got to have something jump out of you every two seconds. Like it wasn't any of that Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, More of a drama. In that respect, I, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a kind of a weird ride. Um, okay. You know, so all their movies are about possession, stuff that's possessed, mm-hmm. people that are possessed, possess this, possess that. Um, so th- this was, it falls right in line with that. But it was a cool little story. And okay. when you learn, and obviously you know from the beginning that it's kind of based off a true story, off, off the real life telling of the experience of this couple called um, the Warrens, Ed and, uh, I can't remember the wife's name, um, but the Warrens who went around in, you know, Southern Connecticut, New York, Massachusetts, they went around like dealing with these really paranormal, weird scenarios with these possessed items and stuff like that. And they had like this massive collection. It was, so it's pretty cool knowing that this actually influenced the trial that happened at the, at, you know, at the time it was, it's pretty wild. There's some, that when, when you can weave in the, the true story part of it and make it still seem uh, at, at least believable enough that it's entertaining. I like that. I like that. I've actually never seen one Conjuring movie. Well, Not one. Listen, you're doing yourself yeah. a disservice. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll check it out. Um, yeah. What else did you see? Uh, I also saw Those Who Wish Me Dead uh, okay. with Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. And it's... I will tell you, it started off, I was like, all right, you know, I can get into the, and by the end, I was like, um, no, no good. It, I, it was, it was all right. It, it, it wasn't, it wasn't any great shakes. I wasn't impressed. And okay. I think, you know, for, for Angelina Jolie to have, uh, you know, the career that she has and a lot of her choices in movies have been, um, to me, they seem like she's trying to uh, she's trying to find more credible roles than just doing a movie for the sake of doing a movie. This one feels like, well, I'm under contract. I got to put out a movie. I guess I'm going to do this <laughs> one. About, you know, I'm a right. I'm a smoke jumper who's like, you know, who's got this traumatic event, and now I'm stuck in a tower. And oh my gosh, I got to rescue this kid. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I was not I was not impressed, but. I don't. I don't have to be. Um, anything else? Um, I think those are the two movies that I, the two big movies that I saw. I think the only other thing that I I, I plan on watching was um the uh, the little things with Denzel and Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wanted to see that, so I had that queued up, ready to go, and that's it. The only other thing that I've been watching, uh, there's this show called hometown on hgtv that my wife absolutely loves and it's all right it's it's actually like nice little stories you know fixing up this this small town they these this couple lives in this small town in mississippi and they fix up houses and uh they Hmm. do it you know fairly cheaply um they basically they basically like go around with this you know with these people and they say hey where do you you know you're looking at houses and and we're trying to like rebuild this town in Mississippi which house do you like okay great this is what i think we can do to it and so they they present like this thing they fix it up and then the fit, you know it's like one of those those reveal shows where you get in there and the family's like oh my god it's so beautiful you did it 
and, uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's very, it's very heartwarming. Um, and it's formulaic. It's, you know, it's the HGTV standard, you know, uh, you know, standard formula where it's, you know, we're going to fix this house, this piece of crap house, make it nice again, blah, blah, blah. Um, so they did this new show where they go around, they, they, they selected a community that they were actually going to go to and kind of do a large-scale operation on the town to kind of do the same thing, oh. like find these little, these little things that need to be fixed up. So I started watching that, and um, it, it's interesting because they went to this town in, uh, in Alabama, and they were like, oh, we're going to fix this town mm. up. And it's just so funny to see they're going to go to this one town, and they're like, oh, you know, this, this, this town is, has had so many problems, and it's, they, you know, they, we're going to fix it up. And I'm, all I'm thinking to myself is, these guys got their work cut out for them because there are so many effing towns like this in America that are just oh, run yeah. down. That, you know, industry has left, whatever, you know, fill in the blank industry has left and has left this town. You know, malls have taken over, you know, the, the commerce business so that people don't have retail. And it's just like, man, they're going to have, they, they could do season after season after season of this show mm-hmm. if they have enough money because there's so much that needs to be fixed around the country in, in little in small mm-hmm. towns. It's crazy, but it's interesting to watch. Nice. Well, that's all I got. What about you? What I you did watch? see that on HBO Max. I was wondering what it was about, but me? Oh, God, Joe, I was so freaking busy. I've been watching a <laughs> series of stuff. Series of stuff. Oh. I watched okay. both speed movies. I watched all three Porky movies. I watched all three Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, wait, no, there was four. I watched four Revenge of the Nerds movies. Um, I watched all three Beverly Hills Cops, and I watched all four of the Bourne movies, and also The Towering Inferno. I'm on disaster movies. Right Holy. Wait, I was busy, Joe. I couldn't help it. What? The original Towering Inferno, right? Yeah, the original one. The one from the 70s or whatever? Yeah, it was good. It was, um, I'm going to rewatch it, it today. But, because I was, like, paying attention, but I wasn't. Um, so I'm going to rewatch it today. But it was good. I liked it. Um, yeah. Acting was superb. So many stars. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. I, I will say this, though. I get the title of the Speed movies. I get the title of the Bourne movies. I get the title of the Revenge of the Nerds. Because they're nerds and they want their revenge. Um, I'm confused on Porky's and Beverly Hills Cop. He was a Detroit Mm. cop. He only had a few cases in Beverly Hills. Why the hell was it called Beverly Hills Cop? Uh, well, cause, you know that was the big thing. He ends up in he ends up in Beverly Hills, and uh, but he never and, did. And this is he never the, permanently in settled in Beverly Hills. No, he he was oh, in he there settled. for on vacation, but he was a cop that happened to be in Beverly Hills. My friend goes, "Well, I, I'm sure Detroit cop isn't more marketable." I'm like, "Shut up." But yeah, yeah it was just out a of weird water title. tail. You know, you gotta. This fish out of water yeah, tail. They got to come up with some crappy little title. Beverly Hills is flashy. You can't, like you said, you can't be like Detroit Cop. That's boring. True. So, Porky's is Porky's in the movie series is a 
um, what's it called? Almost like a speakeasy that the boys aren't allowed to go to. And they sneak in with fake IDs. Porky's tells them, listen, stop coming here. The boy still, he gets kicked out. He gets mad, goes back, gets his butt kicked. And then they go and try to like destroy Porky's. I don't understand why. Their friend was in the wrong, but whatever. So I don't understand why it's called Porky's. Because it was like one, I don't, I'm confused. Okay, let's go, Porky. Anyway, I don't know. I think The Bourne was my favorite, Obvi, because of my Matt Damon. Um, But all of them aged pretty well. I'm not going to lie. Except maybe Speed (laughs) 2. But I don't think it was as bad as everybody thinks it was. Stop oh, it. It wasn't God. as bad. Ah. Cut it out. Oh, my Stop God. it. Speed. Would you? Speed. No. Speed 2 was so bad. It was not. So bad. You are such a hater. You're a hater. Um, okay. Jason Patrick. Yes. Definitely, hot. Definitely, definitely better actor than Keanu Reeves in those Thank movies. You. However... That was the great part about that first movie. That was literally the best part about it. You had this uh, this B dude coming in and Castle. saving the day. <laughs> he thought he was. You're he was like, so mean. You know, it's like you're it's so freaking mean. Bill and Ted on a bus. I mean, it's it's great. Stop it's it. a great fun ride. <laughs> it's a fun ride. <laughs> But Jason um, Patrick, now you're like, oh, you know what? You know it would be crazier. It's like it's like they tr- they they were ahead of their time with the Fast and the Furious. They have to go bigger and go crazier. That's what they did in Speed Two. They're like, what would be crazier than a than a boat? I mean, a bus. Oh, let's do it on a boat. Speed True. Two cruise control. Let's let's you're let's awful. go big. And <laughs> Willem Dafoe was just like kind of. He was like kind of a bad guy, but you kind of like him. You gotta like him. Yeah, I He's know. I was like, is this is this really the bad guy? I'm confused. Yeah, he kind of, kind of, he's kind of not wrong. Like it's, mm. <laughs> I don't know. It's not like Dennis Hopper in the first one where you're like, this dude. Dennis God, Hopper man, was got pure one. evil. Pure <laughs> Mr. evil. Fingers, he's not. <laughs> no, he was not. Um, yeah. Yeah, he was pretty crazy. <laughs> oh, Sandra um, Bullock. Oh, geez. Come on now. I feel bad for Sandy because she basically did not understand um, how to choose the right guy. Like, girl, why are you going for the same type of dude? And I did misspeak. Um, Taka was in um, Green Lantern, not the speed movie sorry which i did recently oh, yeah, see yeah, yeah. and i love that movie he was so funny in the that green lantern God, he's so, yeah i like that movie shush don't you dare joseph don't you okay. dare anyway okay <clears throat> um i watched it <laughs> also i did want to mention two things 
One, I have to give you some sad news. Jupiter's Legacy has been canceled from mm. Netflix. And Josh is trying oh, really? to commission Hulu from take, to take it up. Yeah. It canceled it after one season. But... Um, it wasn't also, really done well. Oh, okay. Oof. I mean... Yeah, Josh... He put a whole, like, what's it called? Um, what's it called? He put a whole um, Instagram post about it, and, how, and he tagged Hulu and asked them to pick it up. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, though. It wasn't really done well. Oh. Yikes. I'm going to still check it out. See if, see if it's it was worthy. A, it was an okay script. An okay script yeah. that that probably could have done, they could have done more. But anyway, it's, listen, there's a reason why uh, Netflix said, nah, nah. Yeah, but Netflix gets trigger happy though sometimes, just to let you know. Um, They do. The other thing that people need to know is tonight is the series finale of Pose. And I'm emotional about that because this this TV show should have been on my screen when I was a kid, I would have been so happy. But I'm happy that, who knows, years from now, that could be like the biggest show, you know, because sometimes that happens. And I cannot wait for that to happen, for people to discover this show and really make it what it needs to be. Um, because I'm all about normalizing trans people. I think that and I know that sounds a little strange to say that, but I think when people talk about trans people, they say, I'm normal, and then someone else is trans. So we need to just make everybody normal. So Everybody's and, human. Yes. And it's funny to me, one more point that I had to make. I was watching a TikTok recently where this, little, this lady walked up to a kitten that was, like, abandoned in an alley. kitten was, like, hissing at her. And she was trying to, like, pet it. And then she got it in its lap, and she was, it was hissing at her. Then she brought it home. It was rubbing its neck. And then the husky, she had a big husky, was, like, looking over her chair at it. And then the smaller dog was nuzzling it. And then by the end of the thing, the video, the husky is sleeping with the kitten curled up by the, uh, by the husky's legs. And the husky licks the kitten's head. So my point is, I love how a cat and dog who are completely different species can get along, but we as a human race can't get along within our own species. I think it's funny. It's hilarious. Sad. <laughs> Sad. What a weird com- comparison. Um, Eva Mendez moment. What is um? What is your Eva Mendez moment been throughout your wheeling and dealing? <laughs> There's always wheeling and dealing going on. Um, yeah. I will say um, my Eva Mendez moment was I was in the, um, I was in the airport and mm-hmm. we're getting ready to fly to uh, fly home from Key West. And we had, uh, or excuse me, drive home from, from the airport from uh, after we came back from Key West. And we had the nicest, freaking uber driver ever 
Aww. And uh, literally just talking talking to us through the whole thing and uh, great conversation and was very helpful and, you know, kind of catering to my nonsense with my leg. And it was just a, a very... Um, very candid conversation with uh, with this guy, and um, it was it was it was really nice because I think, you know, I think the the one takeaway, probably the biggest takeaway that I had from the conversation was, um, you know, being an Uber driver is tough. Mm-hmm. They went through a shitstorm with COVID, and just trying to eke mm-hmm. out a living doing that. And um, it was just really, it was really refreshing to have a conversation with him and just kind of hear the, the struggles of what he had been dealing with and, you know, his, his, you know, his, his wife and kids and, and trying to, you know, trying to, trying to make a living. And um, it was just really, really nice. And he was a really, really helpful dude. And I really appreciated, uh, I really appreciated the, the, uh, the kindness. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. My, my moment is always centered around celebrities. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> so I first discovered Dylan McDermott um, and who he was when I was watching Steel Magnolias. And I was like, damn, he hot. And I followed his career, Boston Public, or sorry, Boston Legal. Um, he'd been in some other things. Right now he's in... Law and Order, Organized Crime. And at first, I hated the show because it wasn't like the other Law and Orders. How it was explained to me was it's more of a serialized, so it's not going to have a bad guy of the week. It's going to tell a whole story every season. So Dylan McDermott has been on the whole season. And so now I'm used to him. And I'm like, I watched him in the the, um, Netflix series Hollywood, and I thought he was great in that. But this one, he is like a bad guy, period. There's no redeeming quality. There's no like, oh, he's a nice guy. Deep down, he is just a bad guy. And I think the first tweet I sent out was something to the effect of he deserves an Emmy. And he liked it. His verified account liked it. And then the other one, I think I said that he was hot or something. It's something like completely like um, superficial. And he liked that. So <laughs> basically that Dylan McDermott and I will probably be ended up together as a couple. Wow. Um, yeah. Between him and the OnlyFans owner and creator, I might, I might have a boo by the end of the year, honey. So the story with the OnlyFans guy, first of all, his name is Tim Stokely, and he looks like a fucking model. He's like 6'3", rock-dead gorgeous. So I follow him on Instagram, and he posts stories and whatever, and I would respond to the stories, and he would respond back. And then I would post something under his picture. Like the other time, I, I think I posted, like, he just woke up and decided to impregnate all these women. And then he liked that. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're dating. And I actually talked to him. And I was like, you know, how's your weekend? What do you do, like, for the weekend? I told him he should have a reality TV show. Like, 
I don't know. I was, it's just so weird how, like, I'm able to, like, talk to these people. I don't know. I, I can't even, like, <laughs> I don't know. When I was a kid, I used to wonder, like, what was it like to talk to a celebrity? And now I talk to them all the time. Honey, I might have a throuple on my hands. I might have to date both Uh-oh. of these hands. Uh-oh, and this change your heart. Mind. No, just kidding. <laughs> change the heart by the end of the show. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, finish it up with a shout-out. I want to give a shout-out to my nephew, Dietrich, and all of the classes of 2021, whether it's high school or college. You guys have done it. You made it. I'm proud of you, and onward and upward. Who would yeah. you like to shout out? <laughs> you like that, huh? No, honestly, that this has been a wild ride for uh, for mm-hmm. 2021 seniors. Yeah, um, it's not quite as it's not quite as bleak as it was for 2020 seniors because they mm. they just got hosed hard with COVID. Shafted. Um, mm-hmm. But 2021, it's like there was a lot of. Uh, there was a lot of unknowns, you know, there was a lot of mm-hmm. stuff that didn't have a, have a clue what was going to happen. So, you know, I, yep. I would like to co co-sponsor your shout out. Um, my shout out is, yeah, yeah. Uh, my shout out is to, um, uh, it, it's to my, to my lovely wife who has put up Aww. with um, all of the, it's the shenanigans with my leg that she has, um, tolerated my tolerated my injury, but also tolerated my uh, lack of willingness to accept help. <laughs> mm. I'm uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a tough cookie. Thank you, Jenna, for putting up with my friend. You're going to heaven. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Jenna. I apologize in advance because I know there's more to come. Um, but yeah, she's. She is a an effing saint for dealing with me and dealing with my shenanigans and my mm-hmm. uh, my my lack of patience and and uh, and I I've remained extremely positive about you know my leg and about you know getting through this and recovery and all that stuff but I just I hate relying on other people. Um, I know you do. And I, I, it makes me crazy. And you to hate that. Like someone help. has to help mm-hmm. me. Yes. Right. I hate it. Um, but on the same token, she is uh, she's a saint for dealing with my stupid ass. Yep. And can we all? Because I know you guys are all thinking it. Do Do you sort of feel like her revenge was taking you to get feet done? <laughs> so I kind of I, I feel like that prob- was her revenge. Yeah, there's probably something to be said for that. She probably is laughing um, at. She, well, I know she's laughing at me. Um, she sat in the chair next to me and just was like had mm-hmm. this mortified look on her face. Um, so I, 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 I think there's uh, there's maybe some like like sadomasochist response <laughs> to saying let's go get a get a pedicure. Um, no but that's what I'm saying. That's why I love her. That's why I love her. She's mm-hmm. uh, she's. She's never going to stop challenging me, so that's good. Nope. And lastly, I forgot to say this. I want to give a shout-out to my friend, Louis. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Louis. Happy um, birthday. Any last topics? Oh, you're sweet. Any last topics you want to um, touch on before we go for the day? 
Well, I think Palestine's a big a big topic that I just don't think we can jump into right now. But like we can bring it up next time. Yeah, yeah. It's a big deal. I would like more research. For, you know, yeah. My uh, my 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 best friend, my best friend's family, who, who I consider to be like my own family, has um, has Palestinian roots, and mm-hmm. um, and it's it's something that um, that I feel very personally strongly about, and I am an I'm an ally there too. I will tell you, I'm an ally there, and I'd like to dive into that next week when we get the chance because things have kind of quieted down, but they're never really going to quiet down until they figure that whole situation out. And I haven't posted about it because normally I, I post my support about everything, but I didn't do any research about it. So I think I need to get educated before I post about it. So Very divisive Let's issue. About yep. it. Yeah. A okay, lot of history cool. to it. Cool. Well, thanks once again for joining me. You know I love you. And I am glad that your trip went amazing because you deserve the very best. Happy Pride Month. Um, thank you. Thanks for being an ally. Um, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, tune in next week <laughs> to our craziness. And, yeah, find out <laughs> if I'm in a thruple by then. I could be. Could very well be in a thruple. We don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to hear about it. No, I'm just kidding. I do. <laughs> I definitely thanks, guys, do. for listening. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, everybody. Peace. <laughs> Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea.